It's time for Little League Baseball on Newstalk 1400 DWS. Brought to you by our DWS prep partners, ABC Heating and Air, where it's as easy as ABC to always be comfortable. And by American Family Insurance agent Perry Ford in Champaign. Your dream is out there. Go get it. American Family Agent Perry Ford will protect it. Little League Baseball on Newstalk 1400 is also brought to you by Bacon and Van Busker Glass, Coach House Garages, First Federal Savings Bank, Harriet's Rents, Tents, and Events, and by Reynolds Towing. Tonight's game can also be heard live on our website at WDWS.com. And now let's go to the field for tonight's game. Good evening. Welcome to Yankee Ridge Elementary School, the property of Yankee Ridge, Jeff Kaufman Fields. I'm Michael Kaiser. Will Gerard next to me tonight on the broadcast. Got a special broadcast for you tonight. We have two games, but it's not a doubleheader. Tonight we'll be checking in kind of NFL red, red zone style. Tim Dittman over at Bottenfield Elementary School. We'll check with him just a moment uh, before his game gets underway, and we'll kind of after each half inning from here, we'll check in with Tim to see how things are going. Uh, but it's good to be back on the air tonight. We've had troubles this season, as you might have noticed. We hope we will definitely get this game in tonight. We've only had one full game so far here in 2018. It's been difficult due to the weather, some cold conditions, a lot of rain and lightning. Uh, and played two innings one night, five innings due to lighting uh, issues here at Yankee Ridge a couple of weeks ago. But so we've only had one full game. Last week's game was rained out last Wednesday. We're going to have no problem with the weather tonight. Beautiful day here in East Central Illinois. And Tim, I'm going to bring you in before we get started here. Uh, just a really, uh, this is your uh, brainstorm idea, and it's uh, looking to be a great evening, and it worked out for us. Yeah, we think it's going to be fun. Uh, two simultaneous games. In fact, the game here at Bottenfield is already underway. Bottom of the first campus sportswear leads an infield RBI single by Tristan Wynn plated George Rouse, and that's where we're at in the bottom of the first, and I'll be checking in periodically throughout the night. All right, thanks so much, and we're going to get this game underway here at uh, Yankee Ridge Elementary School. Leading things off for Bacon and Van Buskirk is going to be Cam Murphy, a third baseman for Bacon and Van Buskirk. Bacon comes into this game 4-7-2 on the season. Meyer Capel 1-11. And, and Will, uh, pleased to have you join us tonight. Yeah, thanks for having me. It's a real pleasure to come on the air here. Uh, this is actually my uh, broadcast debut in terms of a live sporting event, so I'm really excited about it. Yeah, it should be uh, exciting. These little league games are a lot of fun, and we kind of have a laid-back atmosphere. It's not calling uh, Lana games uh, by any stretch of the imagination. Uh, those are a lot more, a uh, lot more at stake in those games. Now, coming up shortly, playoffs get underway, and that and that uh, changes uh, dramatically. <laughs> well, of course. And there we got our first strike of the ball game. Yep, two and one the count again. Cam Murphy leading things off, pitching for Meyer Capel, Evan Kirksey, a last-minute change. Uh, Jackson Coleman was due to pitch, but they switched things up here just before the start within a couple minutes. There's a ground ball, high popper to the third baseman. Shortstop tries to come over and get it because it's between third and short. He's not able to get it in time. Would have beat the throw anyway, so it would have been an infield single. Real tough play to make in the hole there with the backhand. Definitely was because it hit off the ground, bounced high into the air, and hung in the air long to make things difficult for Meyer Capel's defense, a shortstop, Jackson Coleman, didn't have much of a chance there. Now, Ollie Brando stepping in. Ollie, the pitcher, down to second, goes Murphy easily. And I was here a couple weeks ago, Will, and uh, the sun is right to our left here and uh, makes things interesting because it's slowly coming down and basically your left eye is useless uh, once the sun gets down a little lower. Just want to yeah, I, I feel bad for those uh, those batters. I think that's going to be a little difficult near the end of the game, you know, seeing the ball out of the pitcher's hand. Definitely will be. Ball high. 
You might recognize the last name for Will Gerard. Uh, if you don't, we'll tell you who it is later in the game. Uh, a pretty well-known person here in Champaign, been a long-time member of the community. Here's the pitch out of the stretch. Ball two. Again, pitching for Meyer Capel, Evan Kirksey. This said individual is pretty much, you know, a lifelong member of the community, yes. I'd say. The, the, a few years at the beginning of his life, but other than that. We won't count those. He's a lifelong member. Strike on the outside corner. And down at second, Cam Murphy. Ollie Brando at the plate for Bacon and Van Buskirk. Interesting character in Myers in Bacon's dugout. Ball outside in the dirt. Ball forward down to third base is hustling as Cam Murphy as the ball gets away from the catcher. Ryland Smart. Good hustle there to keep him down advancing past third base. Now Coming up to bat is Ashton Caffarelli. Ashton, the shortstop for Bacon. Red batting helmet. Bacon's jerseys are royal blue. White lettering, black down the side, black sleeves. He's got the black batting gloves on, the gray pants, red batting helmet. Here's the pitch. Swing and fouls it straight back. A that was a real there. nice hack. Just missed that one. Definitely was. He would have driven that ball into the outfield easily. He would have connected. Again, Tim Dittman over at Bottenfield Elementary School. We'll check in with him as often as we can tonight. Going to bring a unique NFL red zone style broadcast here tonight. Ball on the outside, one and one the count. Kirk's even pitching out of the stretch. Runners at first and third, nobody out. But yeah, interesting character in Bacon's dugout. I learned this just moments before the game started. We'll tell you that story a little bit later on as well. These guys like to have fun. Pitch inside. Diving out of the way. Caffarelli. Oh. Leif Olsen, next man up. Not on deck because he did not have on deck circles for safety reasons, obviously. Not, a lot, not enough space to have on Real deck Real small backstop over yeah. here yeah. at Jeff Kaufman Field. Yeah, there's no uh, – it, it's hard for you to go home on a wild pitch unless it really goes away. And uh, the on deck circles would not be very far away from home plate either, so it's not safe. Grass infield here, a beautiful field here at Jeff Kaufman Fields, Yankee Ridge Elementary School. Off to the northwest. Ground ball hard up the middle. Gets by the second baseman into center field. At least one run's going to score. Two runs are easily going to score for Bacon and Van Buskirk as Murphy and Brando come around to score. And it's 2 to nothing, Bacon over Meyer Capel here early in this one. Once again, we saw another uh, tough bounce there up the, off the lip of the grass, it appeared. It was on a hard hit ball up the middle. The ball, just, you're not kidding. It was, it was smashed off the off the just in front of the home plate and bounced by the pitcher in the second baseman. It's hit way too hard for him to get there in time. The ball went right by second base. Leif Olsen, the catcher for Bacon, steps into the batter's box, the right-handed hitter. Strike on the outside corner. Letter high. So Murphy scored. Ollie Brando scored. Now Leif Olsen at the dish. Ball down to second base. Here's the throw. It might be in time. Nope, just short. Great effort there by Bryland Smart, though, to get the ball into second base in a hurry. Caffarelli had a great head of steam on that one. It was a real strong throw down there, second, actually. Just barely got away from him there. A two-run single by Caffarelli. The difference of this one here at the top of the first inning. Michael Kaiser, Will Gerard with you. Kirksey out of the stretch. Swing and a miss. Took something off of that one. Kind of a nasty pitch there. Yeah, Leif uh, looked like he was a little – Leif Olsen a little on his – he was on his front foot there, uh, just barely missed it. 
C.R. Black, the home plate umpire tonight. Ball inside, Wade and inside. Down to third base easily. Caparelli, Ashton, the shortstop for Bacon. Now down at third base, 2-0, no outs here in the top of the first inning. Again, looking forward to get a full game in tonight, hopefully. The only thing that would stop us would be the sun. No weather issues whatsoever. Oh, it's a beautiful night here at the ballpark. Swing and a miss. That's the first out. That's a big-time strikeout by Evan Kirksey. Leif Olsen goes down swinging. Stepping in now will be Trevor Schoonover. Let's check the temperature. It's been about mid-80s most of the day. 83 degrees, plenty of sunshine, plenty of blue skies. Here's the pitch. Strike. What a just dropped in there right down the middle. Kirksey with a good location there. Very little wind just out of the south, southeast at six miles per hour here at the ballpark. Yeah, Kirksey is having a little trouble with his control early on, but it looks like he's now starting to deliver some strikes. Good location there. Just barely gets a piece. His Schoonover, Trevor Schoonover, the center fielder for Bacon. Kinsley's now ahead in the count 0-2 after striking out the last batter. Here's the pitch in the dirt. Good stop. Good pick by the catcher. Ryland Smart there. Ball bounced out in front of the plate just to the you know, the left batter's box. Right-handed hitter Schoonover. One and two the count. Kirksey brings it home. One out. Pitch outside in the dirt. Two and two. Dancing up the third base is Caparelli. Just itching to get a third run across the plate here. Always catch a podcast of this game later on tonight at WDWS.com. As always, listen live at WDWS.com. Line in the left field, and it's bouncing in front of the left fielder. It gets by the left fielder. Easily coming home is Caffarelli and into second base. Jogging, standing up is Trevor Schoonover. A smash to left. Dropped in front of the left fielder, but he could not corral it. Got by him just a little bit, but didn't really want to make a difference. The runner still would have easily come home from third, and, and Schoonover would have been at second. RBI double. Now we got a first left-handed hitter of the game, Jake Miller, the first baseman for Bacon and Van Buskirk. Royal blue helmet, black batting gloves. Strike. Good location there from Kirksey. He's even got the blue cleats to match the blue jersey. He went all out to match this jersey this year. Again, that's a royal blue jersey, white lettering and numbers, black sleeves, black down the side. Strike on the outside corner, 0-2 the count. Kirksey looking for the second out here at the top of the first inning with his team down 3 to nothing. Ball gets away. Down to third base is easily going to be Schoonover. That ball was just a bit inside there on the inside part of the plate. Jake Miller, one and two the count. One out, top of the first inning. Bacon leading Meyer Cable three to nothing. Ball high outside, two and two the count. Will Gerard with us. His father, the former Champaign Mayor Don Gerard. Spoke to him a lot during his time as the mayor of the city of Champaign. It's quite a four years. <laughs> it was. Swing and a miss. Took something off and pulled the string on him. 
drops the bat, Jake Miller, and he goes down swinging the second out of the first inning, the second strikeout, both swinging. Garrett Daly coming up the second baseman. So it appears there's no uh, drop third strike rule being enforced tonight. Um, over at Botton Field yesterday, I was actually umpiring, and we, we had a couple uh, drop third strikes. So the league is starting to implement that now as uh, the playoffs approach. Close to playoffs indeed. The playoffs get underway the first round on June 18th. Pitch inside. Standing at third, Trevor Schoonover. With the RBI double to make it 3 nothing. Three hits so far, three runs. Pitch high outside. Two and oh the count. That was a line drive center field base hit, an RBI single for Garrett Daly, making it four to nothing. Bacon and Van Buskirk over Meyer Capel here at the top of the first inning. Jeff Kaufman fields in Urbana. Just west of Philo Road, kind of between Philo and Vine. Your dad sent me some interesting information about our home plate umpire tonight. C.R. Black in 1982 was a star on the Urbana Tigers baseball team. So we have an Urbana legend behind the plate then. We do. We had quite an interaction with him before the game. He was telling telling us that his uh, last game went in just they finished in just over an hour. Yeah, hour and uh, hour and fifteen minutes. Yeah. I believe he really keeps it moving. He said, "Well, your mystery relative of Wills, you know, I don't know if he finished that or not. Don did not even make the junior varsity at Central High School. Who's he referencing, Will? The mist. Oh, is he referencing himself here? I think he is. He might be." Yeah, I, uh, I, made, I did make the JV baseball team. You did? Central, and the varsity team, yes. Well, good. So yes. we're not talking about you then. Ground ball gets past the pitcher. The shortstop, Jackson Coleman, can't get it. It goes into the outfield for a base hit. Moving up to second base is Garrett Daly. Evan Piercy with the base hit. The fifth hit of the inning. One thing that's worth noting here is that our crew chief is calling the game by himself here. So that he's, he's uh, moving around all over the field whenever there's a ball in play. C.R. Black doing it all tonight. He walked over here and was in all the gear. I'm like, looks like you're the home plate umpire. And he goes, would I be wearing this gear if I wasn't? <laughs> Love the sarcasm from the umpires. When he, when he talked about how fast the other game was, I said, this is up to you tonight. He, goes, he looked at me and goes, yes, it is. <laughs> Here's the pitch from Kirksey. Fouled off. And Dylan Keene tried to get out of the way. Did not get his bat out of the way. Foul ball shot right back at us, right over our heads. I think we're in a good spot here. We should be pretty safe most of the night. Yeah, we have a nice solid chain link fence here in front of us, about maybe, I don't know, six or seven feet behind. Percy picks it up, throws to first base. In time to retire the side. A delayed call from CR Black, Dylan King. Bang, bang play there at first. Definitely was. 1-3 if you're scoring at home. The end, the top half of the first inning but four runs come across the dish. We'll break it all down for you. Let's go over to Tim Dittman at Bottenfield Elementary School for the latest on that game, Tim. Top of the second, Campus Sportswear leads 3 to nothing. an infield RBI single by Tristan Wynn and a couple of wild pitches, 3 to nothing. Campus leads Plumbers, top of the second. Back in a bit, more Little League Baseball on DWS. Welcome 
Welcome back to Little League Baseball here on News Talk 1400 WDWS. Champaign-Urbana, Michael Kaiser alongside Will Gerard, the son of the famous man in Champaign, the former mayor, Don Gerard. Bacon and Van Buskirk, Meyer Capel going at it tonight. Bacon, four runs on five hits, left two on the top half of the first inning. So a really successful first inning for them. Nine batters. Came to the plate there in the top of the first inning. Meyer Cable trying to do their own damage. Swing and a miss on the mound, Ollie Brando. The pitcher for Bacon and Van Buskirk. He walked. He's a second spot in the lineup for Bacon. Swing and a miss. One and one the count. Or oh, and two the count, excuse me. A little bit of wind blowing the papers around him trying to Get some paperweights down on him over here. Inside. Over in the, the defensive lineup for Bacon here in just a moment for you. The pitcher in the dirt. Ollie Brando, CR Black. Telling the catcher he still has to block those, giving him a hard time. The catcher for Bacon and Van Buskirk, Laith Olsen. I'm relieved to know that you're not the only one that's going to get a hard time from tonight, you know. You're not the only one that he singled out. Yeah. I mean, he singled me out right away. Like, I was uh, – I, I was, he uh, he came straight for me. Here's the pitch. Ground ball once again hard off the dirt. Great job by the pitcher. Brando throws over to first base in time to retire. Ryland Smart, the leadoff hitter for Meyer Capel, out one to three. Evan Kirksey, then Evan. Make sure I get this lineup right here. Evan Kirksey, and then Evan Prawl. So we got a couple Evans. Anybody gets on? Tio Cerillo. Kirksey, the pitcher, facing Brando, the pitcher. Strike on the outside corner. Brando's thrown out of the stretch, just like Kirksey was in the first half of the inning, top half. I've seen that in the couple of games I've been able to do this year, at least games I've been able to start. Pitchers been pitching out of the stretch, fouled off to the right. They've been pitching out of the stretch with no runners on. Still working real fast on the mound, though. Not, not even much of a pause there when he comes set. Defensive lineup for Bacon. Ollie Brando, as we mentioned, the pitcher. Leif Olsen, the catcher. First base, Jake Miller at second. Garrett Daly. Ashton Caffarelli at short. Cam Murphy over at third. Here's the pitch. Fouled off to the right once again. Left field, Evan Piercy, Trevor Schoonover in center, and Dylan, Dylan Keene over in right. That's for Bacon. 0-2 the count to Evan Kirksey, the pitcher. Inside, 1-2 the count. I've never seen Kirksey play before, but I'm getting the impression from this at bat that he's a pretty tough out here. And red batting helmet. Failed to give the color of the jersey from Meyer Capel. It's an orange jersey with black, kind of a Halloween-type theme, black lettering, black down the sleeve. Strike on the outside corner. Caught him looking. Will Gerard with the jinx there. <laughs> but, yeah, I'd say the, the orange jerseys are just a tad darker than you'll, you'll see with the Illini the wear. Different shade. The, the funny thing is with the Illini jerseys back in the day, before they did the rebranding, is depending on the team was the different shade of orange because there's a certain – number or color that you're supposed to use, and not every team was using that particular color. Swing and a miss. Nice pitch by Brando. Gave him the heat. And so we, one team would have one color of orange, and the basketball team would have the other color of orange, and they didn't really match. Well, now that's not the case anymore. So all teams of the strike on the outside corner. All teams now for Illinois have the same 
color of orange. That was a great spot there from Brando. Just barely, uh, just laying it th out there on the outside corner. Evan Prawl. It's 316 on the season. Leadoff hitter Brylin Smart hits 455. First two batters go to Yankee Ridge. Thomas Payne is where Evan Prawl goes to school. He's a fifth grader. And 316 on base percentage at 500, thanks to the coach for this information tonight. Here's the pitch. Line foul, fair, excuse me, right back to the pitcher. Hard off the bat, the pitcher 1-3 to retire. The side prawl grounds out to the pitcher to end the inning. So no runs, no hits, no errors, none left. We'll go to the second inning. It's 4 to nothing. Bacon over Meyer Capel. Let's check in once again with Tim Dittman over Bottenfield Elementary School. Bottom of the second, Campus Sportswear still leads this one 3 to nothing. We just had a moment ago a single by Chris Timmons, and Campus is in business once again with two runners on. 3 to nothing. Campus leads Plumbers here in the bottom of the second at Bottenfield. Back with more in a minute, Little League Baseball on DWS. Welcome back to Little League Baseball here on News Talk 1400 DWS. I'm Michael Kaiser alongside Will Girard making his broadcast debut here for a live sporting event here on DWS. Bacon and Van, Bu Van Buskirk taking on Meyer Capel. Meyer Capel 1-11 on the season. Bacon at 4-7-2. Bacon with a four spot in the top of the first inning looking to add on. Sent nine batters to the plate. Meyer Capel trying to get a better second inning here, trailing again 4 to nothing. And uh, Bacon didn't waste any time getting started early, and they invite to just pile on to continue to put this game in a, in a deeper hole for Meyer. Yeah, um, what we saw there, I mean, there were a few walks in the, in, the, in, the, in the first inning, but there was also a lot a lot of solid hits. We saw we saw at least two uh, singles, and we saw a double to left field. And what we've seen, Will, is that they when the when the batters hit it just in front of the plate, it hits that right before it gets to the grass and bounces up and high into the air. So they're really smashing into the dirt in front of the plate. And that's allowing the base, the, the the runner to get down to first base pretty quickly. It's not exactly the the flattest infield here. I think you you might get a couple uh, bad hops every once in a while. You'll have that. It's not. Uh, but I do like the grass cut they have here. You don't you don't see that at every single uh, little league diamond. It's no Bush Stadium. Swing and a miss. Nice pitch there. Off speed. Of course, uh, I'm guessing you're a Cubs fan like your dad. I am. Yes. That's unfortunate. I'm gonna turn <laughs> off your mic for the rest of this broadcast. Well, the Cubs fan the last time I did a game, Allie Adams. Strike, dropped that one in. What a location there from Evan Kirksey. Took something off of that one once again. I'll change up. Here's the pitch. Ball outside. Kirksey really kicks his leg up pretty high on his delivery of the plate there. He's got a little lean back to it. Jaden Smith, white batting helmet, white and red batting gloves. Ball outside. It's a tough pitch to take there, real close. Kirksey again pitching out of the stretch. Two balls, two strikes. Come set. Brings it home. Swing and a miss. He struck him out. Excuse me, that was that was Cam Murphy back to the top of the lineup. Ollie Brando, the pitcher. So, Michael, is it too early in the game to reveal what's in the dugout to our right here? The oh, we should do that shortly. We will do that in this inning. It's uh. We teased that earlier, trying to keep you with us. It's uh, I was not, I was surprised. Ball on the outside, when I walked in the dugout and I started to walk away, and I'm like, why is that in there? This is not something you see every day in a, in a dugout, baseball dugout at any level. 
it would appear that uh, I'd imagine they're going to keep with this tradition for the rest of the year. Yeah, they are. Swing and a miss. Brando goes fishing for that one. After this pitch here, we'll start that story. Here's the pitch from Kirksey. Brings it home outside to Brando. Coming out of the dugout. And we'll look, turn around walk out of the dugout, and there was a stuffed panda in the dugout. And I'm like, why is there a stuffed panda in here? What's the story behind this? And Monday night, they played Dodds. Bacon and Van Buskirk did. This is in their dugout. And they won 15-3. to This panda will be with them the rest of the season. So it's a big – I mean, it's not – we're not like a little small thing. This is a big – it's right there by us. It's actually wearing a batting helmet right now. Yep, it's right there. Um, so yeah, just just to my right here. It's I I don't know exactly. I'd say it's about. It's definitely larger than your average stuffed animal for sure. Oh, one of the big animals you win from. Not as big as you'd win at a carnival, but it's bigger. I'd say it's comparable to maybe like a pillow pet. Possibly lined in the center field. Center fielder coming on and he makes the grab. What a great catch in center field by Ethan Murphy. Just took his time. That ball was absolutely crushed by Brando. But Murphy, under control, took a couple of steps to his left and settled under it and made the grab for the second out here in the top of the second inning. Yeah, that was no easy catch there. He definitely uh, caught that one a bit on the run there. Yeah, he had, to, he had to move a bit to his left. Wasn't hit straight at him by any means. No. So fly out to center. Stepping in the batter's box now, Ashton, Ashton Caffarelli. A two-run single and a stolen base and a run scored back in the first. Four to nothing, our score. Out to right field, coming under it, drops in for a base hit and it bounces away from the right fielder. So that's the first hit in the inning with two outs. Caffarelli gets on, bringing in Leif Olsen, the catcher. Tough break there for Meyer Capel. It looked like that ball was just, just, just hit somewhere where, where no one was at. It was a little, little bloop shot in the right field, just over the first baseman's head. Teo Chirillo. Had no chance at that one just to the placement, and then it, when it hit the ground, it bounced away from him. Sierra Black, our home plate umpire. Getting things organized here. Leif Olsen, right-handed hitter, no batting gloves. Here's the pitch. Pop up into center. And over to the second base, said, excuse me. Just kind of hung up there. Thought I was going to make it out to the center fielder, but it drops in for a hit just over the second baseman's head. Second baseman, Josh Kreps. As you can get fooled on a baseball, and I was going to be a little bit further than that, but did land in the grass in the outfield. May have been playable there, but I think you're going to give him the benefit of the doubt as the official scorer, correct? Yeah, that's a base hit. We'll give a base hit there. No, Colton Wong. I'm going to inundate you with cardinal references throughout <laughs> the night as punishment. Even though he's a terrible hitter. Get you the defensive lineup here as we go along for Meyer Capel. Of course, having Kirksey on the mound. We've got a base runner here coming in. We've got a special runner for the catcher. Ollie Brando, who flew out to center. So back-to-back -back base hits after two outs. Over at second base, Caffarelli. Leif Olsen down at first. Trevor Schoonover, the center fielder. An RBI double and a run score back in the first inning. Again, four to nothing our score. I'm Michael Kaiser alongside Will Gerard. 
One and one the count. Here's the pitch from Kirksey. Way outside. Runners will easily advance. Throw down the third. A little closer than it looked like it was going to be. Just safe. What a great throw by Brylin Smart of Meyer Cable. I'm real impressed by that snap throw he made. I don't think he even stepped there. Okay, he just picked it up and uh, just slung it down there to third base. Got here, Molina style. Yeah, if you want to keep up with the Cardinal reference. Fine, sure. Wilson Contreras. Fine. Yeah, there you go. Fine. Only the best catcher in baseball. Uh, Maybe. I don't know. Are we talking offense? We're we talking defense. We're we talking think, both. I think both. He's 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 coming along. Yachty's still really great at calling a game and had a great <laughs> season hitting earlier, but then he, you know, he's getting old. We we know we know what down a little bit. we won't describe what happened to him a month ago. That was awful. His ball ends outside. It's a walk, so bases are now loaded. So first two batters, a strikeout and a fly out to center, but a single, a single, and now a walk, and the bases are loaded. This is a pivotal moment early in the game here. Uh, a shot to the outfield could really uh, bust things open in terms of the score. Left-handed hitting Jake Miller, the first baseman. Got two outs. See if uh, Kirksey can get out of the jam. Ducking out of the way is Jake Miller. Again, the backstop is pretty close to the plate here, so not much of a chance. And the hustle of Brylin Smart isn't going to let by score if he can help it from third base on a wild pitch here tonight. And I think Caffarelli, when he went into third base on that on that wild throw, wild pitch, thought he was going to be there easily, and he almost got tagged out standing up. Oh yeah, def definitely. He, it, I got the impression he didn't see the ball coming whatsoever. There, he was just easing his way into third base. That's probably why I kind of got caught off guard myself. Well, outside, two and zero, the count. Again, Kirksey, not the original starter tonight, but just before the game started, they made a switch. Jackson Coleman was the original starter. He's now at shortstop. Swing and a miss. Foul ball. Like a, just got a piece of it just barely. Yeah, it looked like that ball was out in front of the plate there. So Kirksey on the mound. Brylin Smart catching. J.J. Schmidt at first. Josh Krebs at second. Jackson Coleman at short. Evan Prawl over at third base. The outfield from left to right, Matthew Bedoni, Evan Murphy, and Teo Cerillo. Over in right field for Meyer Capel trailing four to nothing. The bacon here in the top of the second inning. Ball high and outside. Three and one the count. Bases are loaded. Huge pitch here for Evan Kirksey. Trying to keep his team somewhat in this game down four to nothing. A hit here in the gap, as Will mentioned, could really bust this one open. A walk brings in another run. Pitch high and outside, and it is a walk indeed. Back-to-back -back walks after back-to-back -back singles. All of this with two outs. Schoonover down to second. Leif Olson over to third in to score. Ashton Caffarelli. we got a time, and pitcher going to coach going to the mound for Meyer Capel. Drew. Got the second baseman, Garrett Daly, due up to bat here for Bacon. Two outs. Bases are still loaded. Kirksey in a lot of trouble here. Had a really good start to this inning, although that second batter, Ollie Brando, absolutely smashed that baseball, but it landed in the glove of the center fielder. Otherwise, this could be a lot more of an inning going on right now. A, lot, a couple more runs could have scored. He struck out the first batter, then a fly out to center. Just a piece of that found straight back. And back-to-back -back singles and back-to-back -back walks. Garrett Daly is uh, standing way up in the right-handed right batter's box, as we've been seeing here from a couple of bacon hitters. Seems like they're uh, 
not they're not they're definitely not uh, moving back toward the catcher at all. They're they're eager to get up there and get their hacks in. Daly with no batting gloves in the dirt. Two and zero the count. Daly's got some sweet cleats too. The black and white there. With uh, it looks like there's like it's kind of I don't know how to describe what we're seeing here, but there's but there's a bit of a. It's kind of like a throwing paint at the wall look, where it's just kind of spotty type thing and. Um, Super modern, real real sleek. Yeah. Daly in that first inning had an RBI single, a chance to do that again here. Fouled off to the right. Chance to do a lot of damage already, five to nothing. With the bases juiced here, there's uh, nowhere to put Garrett on here. So, see if uh, Kirksey can uh, deliver a big pitch. Here's the pitch. Ball outside. Late umpire C.R. Black says low and outside. Another close pitch there. Here's the pitch from Kirksey out of the stretch. Foul, no lined into the left field. It's going to drop in for a hit in front of the left fielder. One run comes in, but it was short left. Did not get out very far, so only one run came in to score. Ball gets away from the pitcher, but it won't matter. Matthew Bedoni came in on that one and hustled in to get it back in. So now it's 6 to nothing. Scoring is Leif Olson. Again, all of this with two outs. So another RBI single for Garrett Daly. He's got two for two with two RBIs. Can't beat that to start the game. Scoot over at third. That's a foul. Jake Miller at second base. And Garrett Daly down at first. Evan Piercy, the left fielder, who got a hit in the first inning but did not score. Up with the bases loaded. Six to nothing our score here in the top of the second inning. Round ball to the third baseman. Shortstop comes over behind third baseman and picks it up. No throw. Here's the throw home. No, he does not throw home. Does not have a chance. And it is two more runs across the plate as the shortstop Jackson Coleman did not realize that runner from second was coming around to score. And that was Jake Miller. So Schoonover and Miller both score on that play. And it is eight to nothing. Bacon and Van Buskirk over Meyer Capel. That was a real heads up play there by Miller to take home. He saw an opportunity where the shortstop there may not have had, may have been aware of the situation, and he took it. Give it an infield hit. That would have been a tough play at first base regardless, and that's why Jackson Coleman elected not to throw the ball to first base. Smart play there, but he did, was not realizing that Jake Miller was flying around the bases from second. So a run score, two run score on an infield hit. Seems like Meyer Capel is really in desperate need of an out here. Uh, you know, I that, that's that's a bad feeling when you're standing out there in the field with, with two outs for so long. Little little on their heels almost. And line down the first base line, just foul. The fair ball, fair ball, right on the line. Just barely looks foul from my vantage point, but two more runs are going to score. And over to third base is going to be Dylan Keene with a two-run triple, and it is now 10 to nothing. Bacon and Van, Busk Van Buskirk over Meyer Capel. Just barely fair. Good call, good eyes by C.R. Black. Eyesight's better than mine. He's got a better shot down the first. It's, it's real hard to see the, the foul lines from, from this angle here once you get out of the outfield. We really don't have – we kind of have a limited view outside of the infield. Not painted all the way down the line. Ball gets away but won't do any damage there. So a two-run triple by Dylan Keene, the right fielder. All nine batters have come to the plate here in the second inning. Six runs have scored. 
Once again, another big inning here for Bacon Van Buskirk. Ball in the dirt. So Garrett Daly scores, Evan Piercy scores. Six straight batters have scored for Bacon after the first two outs of the first two batters. Ball in the dirt. Kirksey looked like he was going to cruise through this inning for Meyer Capel. Big swing of events there. He really was cruising along through those first two batters. And single, single, walk, walk. There's a strike. So back-to-back -back singles, back-to-back -back walks, and now three straight hits, an RBI single, and two-run infield single, and a two-run triple. Ball outside. Ball four walking is Cam Murphy. Again, who struck out to start this inning. Ollie Brando now get his second opportunity to bat. We're going to change pitchers here. And we're going to go over to Tim Dittman. Our score 10 to nothing. Bacon and Van Buskirk leading Meyer Capel. Pitching change being made. We'll come back and let you know about that. But, Tim, let's check on out of Bottenfield Elementary to see how things are going over there for you. Top of the third at Bottenfield Campus Sportswear has plated five more, and they lead the Plumbers eight to nothing. It was a couple RBI hits by Julian Kendrick and Jacob Dupre, and the starting pitcher for Plumbers and Pipe Fitters, Joe Colbrook, was chased after just an inning and a third. We've just now concluded the top of the third, so we head to the bottom of the third. It's eight nothing. Campus leads Plumbers. We'll be back in a moment. This is Little League Baseball on DWS. Welcome back to Little League Baseball here on News Talk 1400 DWS. Tamara McDaniel spinning some great tunes. Our executive producer back at the News Gazette Media Center in downtown Champaign. Michael Kaiser, Will Gerard with you here at Yankee Ridge Elementary School. Jeff Kaufman Fields in Urbana. So a beautiful night for baseball, 83 degrees, very light winds. Pitch outside, pitching change. Matthew Bedoni comes in from left. Evan Kirksey goes out to left. Close the book on Evans Kirksey after this inning. Two runners still aboard with two outs. Six runs have scored. So the book is not closed just yet on Evan Kirksey. Pitched an inning and two-thirds. Bedoni is a left-hander. He's rocking the shades on the mound as well. Don't see that very often. I don't know if they're shades. Like maybe a little clarification here. They, I think they might be glasses. They are glass from a distance. They look like shades. They've but got a uh, little bit of a goggle look to them. Yeah, they do. And we're dealing with the sun to our left, and it's starting to come down more and more, especially the left-hand batters when they're looking. They'll be looking at the pitcher, but they'll still be in the corner of their eye. Difficult vantage point. Strike on the inside corner. C.R. Black with a the call there. Bedoni's first strike. Two runners aboard. Bedoni is wearing the black pants, just like all of his teammates here. Ball outside. Orange socks. Some of them, you can see the socks. Some of the pants all the way down above. Seems like the, the long pants are the popular look here among most of the players. I don't see too many high socks out there. Three balls and one strike to Ollie Brando. The pitcher for Bacon. Ball outside. He walks. Be the 12th man to come to the plate here in the top of the second inning. Six runs have scored. There are two outs. Two more runners aboard. My math is correct. Ashton Caffarelli steps in. 
Cam Murphy led off this inning with a strikeout. He came back and got a walk. Right now he is at third base. Ollie Brando just walked after flying out to center. Oh, there's a hard smash fly out to center for the second out. There's two on and nobody out here at the top of the second inning. But Brando now down at first base of the walks. Runners, bases are now loaded, excuse me, because Dylan Keene, who I somehow forgot about over the third base, is over at third base. Although the score isn't super close right now, this is another big spot for Meyer Capel um, with the 15-run rule after three innings. It would be big for them to be able to get out, maybe uh, score a few runs the next half inning. Try to get back into this one. Plenty of time. With the one that's, they've only had one at bat, Meyer Capel. They start to chip away then get out of this jam here. Base is loaded. Two outs. Here's the pitch from Badoni in the dirt. Ball gets away, but again, the backs is pretty close. Brylin Smart can't find it, though. Finds it now. Very smart from Brylin Smart to rip off that face mask and throw it down to look for it to have clear line of sight for the baseball. Yeah, I don't think we've seen a base runner yet really consider uh, taking home on one of those wild pitches. Two and one the count. Here's the pitch from Badoni. Ground ball hard. Badoni picks it up, throws the first base to lefty. One to three to retire the side, and that's going to do it here for the top of the second inning. But not before six runs come across, 12 batters, and then Caparelli grounded out there. Five hits, no errors, three left. We'll go to the bottom of the second inning. Bacon Van and Van Buskirk leads 10 to nothing over Meyer Capel. Tim Dibbenhauer things over there at Bottenfield Elementary School. Bottom of the third, Campus Sportswear continues to roll. They're up 8-0. They have runners on first and second with one out. 8-0, Campus leads Plumbers here at Bottenfield. Back in a moment, this is Little League Baseball on DWS. Welcome back to Little League Baseball here on DWS. I'm Michael Kaiser. He's Will Gerard. Tim Dibbon over at Bottenfield Elementary School. And an NFL red zone style broadcast tonight. Check in with Tim periodically. He's uh, got it's an 8 nothing over at his game, but one of the pitchers is pitching really well. And uh, Ollie Brando is pitching pretty good as well for Bacon and Van Buskirk. Here's the pitch out of the stretch and high inside. Dust comes flying out, out of the glove and... The hard fastball there from Brando. One, two, three, bottom of the first for Brando against this Meyer Capel offense. Fouled off to the right out of play. So Teo Cerrillo, the right fielder, followed by J.J. Schmidt, Matthew Badoni, everybody gets on Ethan Murphy here in the bottom of the second inning. Again, playoffs start 12 days from now, first round June 18th. They've done very little games here in 2018, unfortunately, due to the weather, cold conditions in mid-April. Canceled out at an anniversary game with lights. Zahn Park in Champaign. Ground ball, second baseman. Ground ball gets under his glove. Couldn't keep it in front of him. Be a base hit. A leadoff hit. The official score is going to be friendly tonight. Meyer Cable with their first hit here in the bottom of the second inning, trailing 10 to nothing. J.J. Schmidt, Teo Cerrillo with a hit there. J.J. Schmidt coming up, the right-handed hitter. His first at bat of the night. Again, just the bottom of the second inning. Here's the pitch. Strike on the outside corner there. 
strike two. Two quick strikes there for Brando. Iron Capel trying to get a board here, or get some get on the board, trailing ten to nothing. Break down Evan Kirksey's night here in just a moment. Just gets a piece. He's able to foul that high fastball right back at us. Kirksey pitching inning in two thirds, ten hits, ten runs, ten earned, three walks, and two strikeouts. But six of those ten runs came with two outs and nobody on. Bacon got things going after the second out. Lined in the right field, base hit. Right fielder hustling after that one. It's going to get by him. On to third base is Cerrito. Into second base with a stand-up double. And coming home is Cerrito. They will not have a chance to throw home. It got away from the shortstop for Bacon. And the first run on the board for Meyer Cable. It's 10-1. A nice piece of hitting there from J.J. Schmidt. Took the pitch, went with it, and smashed it out to right. An RBI double. A nice response there from Meyer Capel after a real long half inning. Bottom of the second, it's now 10 to 1. J.J. Schmidt at second with nobody out. Ball outside, left-handed hitting Matthew Bedoni, the left fielder. Strike. A little note here uh, from... Don Gerard about his son Will, who's my broadcast partner tonight. Lots of little. This is his probably. You need more trivia about my life? Is that what's yeah. going on? Well, here? I, oh, we got a close play there at third. Safe down at third base is JJ Schmidt. Oh, we gotta go back to second. Oh, we're calling. It looks like it's a dead ball. A dead ball. Hit the batter there, Bodoni. Hit him right on the foot. He's he's uh, making his way down to first, uh, hobbling there a little bit. Yep. A little bit of a limp, but he, he'll walk it off. Indeed. Well, Will played baseball at Edison Middle School with a certain uh, former area basketball star. Plays for Nevada right now. True. Jordan Caroline, the Lanai fans were hoping would come home, entered the NBA draft, did not hire an agent, came back out of the NBA draft process, staying at Nevada. Nevada. I love that picture that you got there on, on your phone. Yeah. Of me next to Jordan. He's, I'm about half his size. Throw the down age the of 12. Throw down to third base, not in time. Gets away from the third baseman, not far enough to come home, though. Even then, Jordan was quite a bit larger than I was. Oh. Yeah, I, I feel like you're in first grade. He's in seventh here. I don't, <laughs> you know, even though you are both in middle school there. But yeah, he's no just offense. a year older. Will played Little League in the old American League in Eisner Park and would go on to help out his coach Joe Carney for the next five years. Yeah. Yeah. Through BP to Joe's team. Morgan Memorial before. Homes. I don't know if that team's still around. I don't think so. to Don for the facts about Will. Yeah, he was he was an assistant coach for that team, too. He was real into it. You'd see him at, you know, coaching first base. I think uh, your dad's excited about this tonight. He just, is, just yeah. A little. At least he's listening. We have plenty of listeners tonight. People listening. We haven't, we haven't been told. Usually we get told about family members listening in different parts of the country. Florida and Texas are some of the places I've heard this season. In the past, I've been told towns just not that far away, but Obviously, you know, Lincoln Bloomington, too far away to listen on the radio, so pull up on the website, WDWS.com. Ball outside. That's a walk, so Meyer Cable really got something going here. Bodoni with a hit-by-pitch, but a single, an RBI double, a hit-by-pitch, and now a walk. 
I'm going to use a term that I learned during my high school playing days over at Central High School playing under John Staub. We've seen a couple quality at bats here from Meyer Capel. There was a there was a couple of uh, categories that he used to determine what quality at bat was, but you know, a hit, you know, drawing a walk, long bats. He doesn't really work in the count. Um, quality at bats indeed. Jackson Coleman takes a strike, the shortstop for Meyer Capel. He's got some electric yellow batting gloves on. Ball inside. Molly Brando been pitching out of the stretch all night long. Bases are loaded. Nobody out here in the top of the second inning for Meyer Capel trailing 10 to 1, trying to chip away a great opportunity here. Ball inside, 2 and 1 the count. Gets away, but not far enough to do any damage. Meyer Capel. Jackson Coleman and Thomas Payne, fifth grader. Our umpire CR Black with the Thomas Payne as well. He just told me he's not going to tell me the year. I'll get it out of you, CR. It's coming out tonight. Swing and a miss. 1976, CR Black. Are we just going to do an impromptu interview here during the inning? We might. The way things are going here. Ball inside. Jackson Coleman, good eye there. He easily could have swung at that pitch. Confusion on what the count is between coaches and the ump. Looks like we got a full count. Three balls, two strikes, no outs. Bases loaded. Jackson Coleman waits for it. Inside. No, it did it. It might have hit him. Regardless, that's an RBI there. Another yeah. run comes across the plate. I think it hit him. I could not tell from my vantage point. Umpire was in the way. We'll go with a hit by pitch and an RBI. Now the bases remain loaded. Scoring is J.J. Schmidt, his first run of the game. We've got a mound visit here for Bacon Van Buskirk. All the infielders are all huddled up here. So Ollie Brando with a 1-2-3 first inning for Bacon. Struggles here in the second inning, the bottom of the second. And now bases are still loaded and nobody out with Josh Krebs coming up. And he started with Surreal with a base hit. He since has scored. J.J. Schmidt with an RBI double and a run scored himself. Matthew Bedoni hit by pitch. Ethan Murphy with a walk. And Jackson Coleman with a hit by pitch and an RBI. So 10-2 now our score. Ball high. So Ollie Brando in a lot of trouble here. And we're at Jeff Kaufman Fields in Urbana near Yankee Ridge Elementary School. Pitch fouled off to the right. Josh Kreps, the second baseman, his first at bat of the night. I'm Michael Kaiser alongside Will Gerard over at Bottenfield Elementary School. Tim Dittman just got word the no-hitter was broken up. We'll go to him a little bit, have him describe a little more what's been going on. And we have a uh, someone listening to the broadcast in Appleton, Wisconsin. Oh. I Dexter Gerard, an 11-year-old catcher. A so young prodigy behind the plate. Indeed. He's uh, coming to town soon for a line of baseball camp, actually. Hopefully I'll get the chance to see him next week. Here's the pitch. Swing and a miss. Struck him out. A big-time strikeout there by Ollie Brando for Bacon and Van Buskirk. Although my cousin Dexter uh, plays a lot of travel ball on you know various turf fields, I'm sure he's excited to get the opportunity to come and play at Illinois Field. It's a really nice field. And, uh, yeah, well, last time I saw him, we actually uh, – I was trying to get him to stick – Convince him to stay at the overnight uh, camps. Stay at the overnight camp as opposed to uh, going out to our grandmother's house. You know, I was like, you know what? I think you really need to get the experience of uh, 
hanging out with your peers, you know, living in the dorms, uh, about about a uh, you know, little little early, but get that experience of you know really uh seeing meeting a bunch of new kids. It's a good experience. Brando brings it home. Little ground ball. Pitcher comes flying off the mound. Throw home is in time. The force out at home. What a great heads-up play by the first baseman for Bacon and Van Buskirk, Jake Miller. He came flying off the first base, ran and picked it up off the grass, uh, called his pitcher off. It was near the first baseline, and Leif Olsen was waiting for the catch at home plate for the force out. So out at home is Matthew Bodoni. Bases are still loaded. Two outs, though. C.R. Black telling his, the catcher, Leif Olsen, that it's going to wash out. Not quite sure what he's referring to exactly, though. There might have been a little contact there at the plate. Landing off the home plate there. So, so far, only two runs have scored. Bases, loaded are, bases are still loaded with two outs now. They were loaded with no outs, but two runs have come across the dish. Outside. Ollie Brando on the bump for Bacon and Van Buskirk. This is really the first tr trouble that Brando has run into at all so far. I mean, only the second inning, but really cruised through the first. Ground ball pops high up, throw home once again for the force out in the end of the inning, and it got a collision at the plate. Real aggressive slide. Ethan Murphy sliding and hits the catcher. Catcher Leif Olsen seems to be okay, but it's a force out to end the inning. Out at home. Bedoni got out at home, and now Ethan Murphy is at, was out at home, and that's going to retire the side. So we got a couple runs here, though. Meyer Cable gets on the board, trailed 10 to two after after two hits and a couple of walks, three left, no errors. We'll go to the bottom of the second inning right now. Bottom of the top of the third, excuse me. It's 10 to two, Bacon and Van Buskirk. Let's go over to Tim Dittman at Bottenfield Elementary School. Top of the fourth, the no-hitter has been broken up by an RBI double by Adam Skousen, but Campus Sportswear still leads this one by a wide margin, 8-2. to two. Plumbers have played to two here in the top of the fourth. 8-2 to two is your score here in the fourth inning at Bottenfield. More in a minute. This is Little League Baseball on DWS. Welcome back to Little League Baseball here on DWS. I'm Michael Kaiser alongside Will Gerard, Tim Dippin over at Bottenfield Elementary School. Keep an eye on that game. Some NFL red zone style action tonight here on DWS. Bringing you some action of two games in some capacity. Going to turn over the play-by-play -play duties to Will Gerard. Give him some opportunity tonight. A 10-2 game here in the top of the third inning. Bacon and Van Buskirk leading Meyer Capel. Will? Yeah, this is uh, Will Gerard speaking here, uh, son of our former great mayor. That's the that's what I hear all the time on Illini Drive. From our That's uh, actually a show on uh, WPGU 107.1. I'm a student at the University of Junior here, so I'm going to take over the play-by-play -play respo play -play responsibilities as Leif Olsen. Our, the catcher here for Bacon and then Busker steps to the plate. We got a little righty on lefty matchup here with the left-hander on the mound. The delivery and the pitch. The ball. Oh, looks like we have a, another hit batter here. Ball bounced and hit off right off his right off Olson's foot. Olson's foot. So Bacon and Van Buskirk get something going right off the bat here in the top of the third inning. Oh, we Trevor Schoonover here at the plate. The right-handed, he's a right-handed batter as well. He's got the 
Ooh, he's got a red helmet on. He's got some uh, shoes that resemble, the cleats resemble what we saw from Garrett Daly, the second baseman for Bacon and Buskirk. Maybe they went to Dick's together and got the same pair. I don't know. A lot of good gear. These guys uh, get some good stuff. Ball outside, goes to the backstop as uh, Leif Olsen makes his way to second base. Bacon and Van Busker, good start here in the third inning. Give it those two runs in the bottom of the second inning after leading 10 to nothing. You know when they want to get those runs back. Oh, most definitely. With the third inning here approaching, let's see if uh, Bacon can put a few more across. I'm sure that they're uh, eager to try and run rule other team as much as possible. We got a bang bang play at third there on the p on the ball that went to the backstop. Good hustle there once again by the catcher for Meyer Capel. Ryland smart to get the ball down to third base in a hurry and a play that would not be bang bang normally, but he hustled up through the mass down and fired a strike down a third. And we've got a line shot to short. A little looping line drive there for the first out of the inning. Got Leif Olsen down at third base, but Schoonover Center fielder pops out to the shortstop. Now we've got Jake Miller, though. I believe the only lefty batter in the lineup here, the first baseman for Bacon and Van Busker, up to bat. Takes the first pitch for a strike. Gorgeous night again. That's, uh, we've had a lot of trouble this season getting games in uh, due to the weather. Maybe it's been about 83 degrees, light winds. It's been a Beautiful last several days here in East Central Illinois. Oh, most definitely. Look, the count is now 0-2. Jake Miller here is looking to turn on one off the opposing lefty pitcher. Oh, and strike on the inside corner there for a punch out. We got two outs now with Garrett Daly coming up to the plate, the second baseman for Bacon and Van Buskirk. Backwards K there. Important inning here for the pitcher. Evan, or Ethan Murphy, or uh, Bodoni, excuse me. Bodoni was playing left field earlier in the game before coming into pitch. I wrote th that down wrong on my score sheet here. Bodoni has actually been pretty effective here since coming in. He was able to get a quick out, and uh, with the exception of the runner on third here, he's been able to take care of business. Just had to get his, a feel for things in the last half. It took a little bit to get, get a feel for pitching and get really warmed up. He's warmed up now, and a lot more pitches, you know, in the zone or near the zone instead of some wild pitches. Just had to settle in. And unlike the other two pitchers we've seen so far, he he appears to be throwing a little more out of the windup, a little variation. Not too much movement, but definitely not coming to the traditional set position. And there's a ball on the outside corner, just off the outside corner. Didn't miss by much. And Leif Olsen would love to come home and get the 11th run of the game for Bacon from the top of the third inning. Got 2-0 count here on Garrett Daly. Another ball outside of the backstop, and we've got a play at the plate here. He's safe. Leif Olsen, heads up, base running there. Ryland Smart had really no chance to get the, the, the Olsen took off as soon as the he saw the great eye there because, it's, again, we've talked about this throughout the broadcast. There is very little space between home plate and the backstop. So you've got to have a lot of confidence that you're going to make it if you're going to take off from third base because you're probably going to be out unless, that, unless there's a, a 
mess up on the exchange. Oh, yeah. That was a fantastic read there to decide to go to, to try to take home there. I mean, the ball, the way we saw the ball kind of roll up against this fence, because, I mean, if it bounces right back, like you were saying, I mean, it's almost an automatic out. It definitely is. It did not bounce right back, and Brylett Smart turned around and had no chance to make the throw to his, to his pitcher because Leif Olsen was already scoring. Garrett Daly made his way down there to first there on the walk. That's the way. Smart's unable to corral that one. Throw does not throw down the second base. Would not have had a play. You got Evan Piercy here up at the plate. Piercy with a single in the first, a two-run single, and a run scored in the second. So two for two with an RBI. Or with two RBI. Two outs here, though, in the, in the top of the third inning. Bacon leading this one 11-2. to two. Our crew chief had to redraw the batter's box a little bit there. It's getting uh, kind of worn out. A lot of slides at home plate. Guess there have been. Ball gets away. Brian Smart, great hustle once again by him. Able to keep Daly at second. And he's taking off the, the, the mass, the catcher's mass, to provide plenty of vision to find the baseball. He just does not waste any time trying to find it with the mask on because your vision could be impacted. And he's... He's got a real strong arm behind the plate, too. We've already seen him make a few uh, fantastic snap throws to bases, especially that one he had to third there where it looked like there was no play at all, and he almost made something out of nothing. Standing. I mean, he's just really just a good arm and uh, accurate. Doesn't throw the ball away. The windup and the pitch is outside. This time we got Garrett Daly going down the third, and there's a – and he's in there, standing up. He hesitated just a hair. Brylan smarted the catcher for Meyer Capel. Wasn't sure he was going to throw it. Just a split second. It might have made it a little bit easier of a play down at third base. It almost appeared he was a little concerned that he may hit the batter there on that throw. Wanted to obviously playing things on the safe side there. But, again, he's very accurate with his throws. Ball's hit to shortstop. And there's no play there at first. We have an infield in single to score daily. Jackson Coleman. Is that the 12th run of the game here? Two runs have come across in the inning. Jackson Coleman realized he didn't have a play, didn't want to throw over to over to first. So Garrett Daly scores after the walk. Piercy with an infield single. Piercy's now three for three. A single in the first, a two-run single in the second, and an infield single and an RBI here in the third. And Keen, oh, hits a pop fly up to over the first baseman, but he's unable to field it. Tough play there with the first and second baseman. It looks like they almost collided a little bit going for that infield fly. Keen was fortunate enough to reach first base on that little looping ball to the right side of the infield. Now we've got stepping up to the plate, Kane Murphy. Cam Murphy, my apologies. The leadoff hitter for Bacon and Van Buskirt. Back-to-back infield singles. Piercy at second base, Keene at first. In the top of the third inning, it's 12-2, Bacon and Van Buskirk over Meyer Cable. Murphy uh, really has his hands up high. He, he's batting, um, he's, he's hitting in the right, he's a right-handed batter. He's a smaller guy, but he's... He's uh, he's the leadoff hitter for this team, and I imagine he's uh, pesky, pesky out. Working the count here, we got 2-0, 2-0 count. 
The windup and the pitch foul off to the right side. Runners in first, at first and second here. Good uh, um, eye by him to wait for that pitch. It's a little bit slower, kind of hanging out there. He did not hurry his swing and just waited for it. Fouled it off, waited a little bit too long. Ball goes over the catcher's head to the backstop there. As both runners advance. We got two runners now in scoring position over at second and third. Ball bounced way up the first baseline, about half of between first and home. And both runners advance, as you mentioned. Big time at bat here. Yeah, I got a batter's I got a hitter's count here for Murphy. Three one count. Ooh, and a hard line shot to the first baseman there. So what a solid snag. That's going to do it uh, here for the top of the third inning. J.J. Schmidt able to redeem himself after the tough uh, infield fly earlier in the inning. That was great. He just didn't move. He just stood there and caught the baseball. Just took his glove and made the grab. Didn't move at all. That's going to do it for the top of the third. Two more runs come across. Let's go back over to Bottenfield Elementary and see what's going on with that game over there. Tim? We have played four here at Bottenfield, and Campus Sportswear has pushed another run across. They lead this ball game 9-2, to two, heading to the top of the fifth. More Little League Baseball coming up on DWS. Welcome back to Little League Baseball here on DWS. Michael Kaiser, Will Gerard with you live from Jeff Coffin Fields in Urbana near Yankee Ridge Elementary School. Yankee Ridge just off to our northwest. Sunshine coming down. Got Kirksey coming to the plate. He Wait, actually, was there a change made? Is Kirksey got a single to left field right by the diving third baseman? We do have a change here. Uh, looks like Evan Prawl is actually, that was a the ball thrown away. He advanced so a second there on the overthrow to second base. So actually, Evan Prawl was up. Yeah, that was a real attentive uh, base running by Prawl to take second w w as the ball got away from the middle infielders. So a base hit and then advanced on the throw to second base. and That single was right down the third baseline, just out of the reach of uh, Cam Murphy down there. A great effort, dove for the ball, but again, it just could not get it. Playing far enough off of the bag where, it, where the ball is just down the line, he's not going to have a chance. Foul ball just behind us. In somewhat decent position here. That one flew over the backstop. Teo Surreal with a nice swing there. A little bit straighten that out. Driving a run here, maybe. Teo bats a little crouched over. He's got, got low hands. Rocking the black and white batting gloves and with the black and white cleats to match. He hits a looping foul ball, just foul down the right side, down the right field line. Bounced off the fencing over there and made its way to the infield. Bottom of the third inning, 12 to two our score, four runs if you're just joining us, four runs in the first for Bacon and Van Buskirk, six runs in the second, two more in the third. Meyer Cable got there two in the second. And there's the strikeout for Brando. Great, that was a great spot, spotted fastball on the outside corner. He's really been working that outside corner all night, it seems, Michael. He really has a nice job by, by Brando. J.J. Schmidt stepping the batter's box. He's hitting 313 on the season. On base percentage of 522. I, I, 
Goes to Leal Elementary School. He's a fifth grader. And the runner advances a third there on the pass ball. Dangerous throw by Leif Olsen. Olsen attentively tossed off his mask there. Through down to the third baseman, Cam Murphy had to come off the bag into foul territory to catch that ball to keep from going down the line. Ball. Schmidt takes the ball just, just high. Yeah, just above the letters. Schmidt with an RBI double and a run scored in the second inning. Brando's come set. Delivery and the pitch. Able to spot that fastball in the inside corner. JJ Schmidt was bailing out there a little bit, but still able to find the black. Ball low. Got a 3-1 count here. JJ pretty confident. Oh, yeah, that was, that was a real confident twirl of the bat there before coming set. And ball four off the plate as he makes his way, as JJ makes his way down to first base. So Prawl over at third base, Schmidt at first. Meyer Capel trailing 12 to two here in the bottom of the third inning. Important inning here for Meyer Capel. Had a great opportunity last half inning, had the bases loaded, left them loaded, base loaded nobody out, only able to push two across. Really could have did some damage there to get back into this game. Foul ball off to the left side here. Got Matthew Bedoni here at the plate, the current pitcher for Meyer Capel. He takes the ball just high. Our next broadcast here on DWS will be the playoffs. Monday, June 18th, the first round. Things to be announced there. Season winding down, the regular season. Bedoni took that one for a strike to make it one and two. Bedoni throws and hits with his left hand here. He's we see him here batting out the left hand of the batter's box, a little choked up a little bit, and strike three. Two outs for Bacon and Van Buskirk as Brando is doing his best to wiggle out here. Bacon and Van Buskirk are part of the Champaign West Little League. Meyer Kibble part of the Urbana Little League. Four different leagues are part of CU Kiwanis Little League Baseball here in 2018. Bacon and Van Buskirk's actually had two ties this year. I'd like to know what happened there. I'd imagine maybe just darkness, time constraints there. That's what we dealt with last time we were here. Corn Russo, Meyer Capel, part of that matchup here at Yankee Ridge. Darkness, although it was still quite a little light, but they didn't want to start another half inning because it was running out of time, so they got a full five innings in that game. Seems like we, get, we have plenty of sunshine here. This game's moving along. And that's a strike there from Brando to make the count, I believe, one and one here with Ethan Murphy up at the plate. Runners on second and third. Another strike there on the inside part of the plate. Murphy kind of checked his swing there, but it looked like the ball still would have been a strike regardless. Two and two count here. And that's... That'll end the inning as Brando strikes out the side. 
He does indeed. Around a walk and a hit, but no runs score. Runners left at second and third base, so no runs. One hit, two, two left, no errors. We'll go to the fourth inning. It's 12-2, Bacon and Van Buskirk over Meyer Capel. Tim Dittman over at Botfield Elementary School. How's it going, sir? Top of the fifth, and plumbers and pipe fitters are threatening. They have the bases loaded with just one out. They trail this ball game 9-2. Top of the fifth here at Bottenfield. Back in a minute, more Little League Baseball on DWS. Welcome back to Little League Baseball here on Newstalk 1400 DWS. He's Will Gerard. I'm Michael Kaiser. Thanks for joining us as we move to the fourth inning. It's Bacon and Van Buskirk, 12, Meyer Capel, 2. Just joining us, Bacon scored four runs in the first, six in the second, and two more in the third for their 12 runs. Meyer Capel scored two in the second inning. Could have had more of the bases loaded, nobody out. Unfortunately, could not get any more across the dish. Will just got some interesting facts on C.R. Black, our home plate umpire. Yeah, been umpire he's been for a long time for 40 years, and he also umpires uh, softball, high school softball as well. A very seasoned. What do you prefer, Mr. Black? You like softball better? No. <laughs> by far. You heard that? By far, softball is his favorite. He's a seasoned veteran. It's a real pivotal inning here for Meyer Capel with the run rule approach with it being the fourth inning. It's uh, ten runs after four, eight runs after five. So if Meyer Capel wants to keep playing, they're going to have to put some runs across the plate this inning. But before before that even happens, they got to they gotta get out of this inning here with uh, Bacon and Van Buskirk up to bat. Key inning for them on the mound and defensively, as Will mentioned. <laughs> This guy's Matthew Bodoni is still on the mound, the left lefty out there. First pitch is a ball. Up to bat here is Ollie Brando, number 11. Takes another ball outside. Anybody gets on Ashton Caffarelli and then Leif Olsen. Well, actually, uh, Caffarelli will sure bat, excuse me. Then Leif Olsen, anybody gets on Trevor Schoonover. This uh, middle of the order has really had a big day so far. A lot of filled in boxes over there on your scorecard. Yeah, it's uh, been interesting. Uh, Ashton Caffarelli has scored twice. Leif Olsen scored twice. Trevor Schoonover scored twice. Jake Miller once. Keep going down the line here. Garrett Daly has scored twice combination of timely hitting and uh, some aggressive base running as uh, Ollie Brando walks there on four pitches. Now up to bat here is the three hitter for Bacon and Van Buskirk, Ashton Caffarelli. Dan Daly, the head coach of Bacon. Or excuse me, not listen to that. That's uh, Bacon's head coach, but the coach for Mark Cable coming out. It's his second visit of the night so far. Actually, that is the Bacon coach talking to the Meyer Cable pitcher. Huh. Dan Daly. Don't see that very often. <laughs> no wonder. So, so you were right after all then. Yeah, I was confused for a moment. <laughs> huh. I was right the first time. Yeah. I wonder what that was about. Maybe just a kind of a... I started listening to the conversation between the uh, coach of Meyer Capel and the umpire C.R. Black. The coach said, I've got all night, and then C.R. goes, I don't. <laughs> well... 
He's going to have to wait a little longer there as the first pitch there was a ball bounced right in front of the plate and uh, Ollie Brando was able to advance as the ball uh, got, got packed the catcher and made its way to the backstop. Caffarelli, two for two. Lines went back right at us. Thank goodness for the chain link fence here. Caffarelli with a two-run single, a stolen base, and a run scored in the first. Had a single and a run scored in his first at bat in the second inning, then grounded out to the pitcher. Lined in up the third. and the pitch. Or in the second inning Just as well. Just a bit high there. Make the count two and one here. Kirksey was able to throw him out of first base. So a great night so far for Caffarelli. Takes that one outside as it make the ball skirts to the backstop, but the runner there on second. Ollie Brando stays. Cannot lead off in Little League. But he's got stretched out about as far as you can with those two legs. <laughs> but you'll, you'll notice as soon as the pitch is thrown and then the catcher catches, they, they dance around quite a bit out there to try to get an extra oh, edge. Yeah, that, we, we see that uh, aggressive secondary lead as the ball uh, makes its way across the plate. We're in our 20th year broadcasting Little League Baseball here on DWS. And the ball is looped into right field for a base hit. The skirt is it makes its way, it bounces toward the, the foul line there as the runners are at first and third now after that base hit from Ashton Caffarelli. That is the second time this game that a ball has gone to right field and landed by Cirillo, Teo Cirillo, the, the right fielder for Meyer, and as soon as it hit the ground, it bounced off toward the foul line. So not a lot of opportunity for Teo to really get to that baseball. A lot of times you'll see it bounce and keep on going, but it's hitting a spot out there and just bouncing toward foul territory, which makes things more difficult than him to, to field that baseball. Oh, man, it's been tough for him, too, out there. I mean, he's playing pretty deep and right, so we see him have to move quite a bit to go and get some balls out that as a, on some uh, fly balls that just made it made their way out of the infield. So as Will mentioned, runners at first and third. Nobody out. A walk and a base hit to start things here in the top of the fourth inning. And that's a strike there as Leif Olsen swung through that one there on the outside part of the plate. Good pitch there. Real good pitch there. On the outside really made it difficult for Olsen to get catch up with that one. He swung through another one there as the ball makes his way to the backstop as uh, Caffarelli advances to second base. So we got, got a runners now at second and third. Uh, with Brando there at third. Excuse me, sorry. We got a new catcher. I'm not sure who it is. Let's find out. There was a change there in the defensive lineup. Brian Smart's been there all night, but I think he's out at second base now. And that's a strikeout there. Another uh, great spot there. Real difficult pitch to hit. One that's uh, coming in at the knee level. Let's go over to uh, Tim Dittman. Over at Bottentill Elementary School, that game could be shortly ending. There's 12-2 right now here at Yankee Ridge Elementary School. Tim, take it away. Yeah, we're in the bottom of the fifth here at Bottenfield. Campus leads the Plumbers 9-2. to They have a couple runners on with nobody out, and if all of these runners come in, as we just now have a play down at third base, and the lead runner, that is Vincent Fredericks, he is out. So it's now one on 
with one out. But again, it's 9-2 to two here at Bottenfield. Campus leads Plumbers. If Campus is able to plate three runs in this inning, then they would win by run rule. And I will point out as well, just like it is over there in Urbana, the sun is uh, starting to set. So uh, hopefully this one gets in sooner rather than later. So at the plate right now for Campus Sportswear, as we'll just go ahead and take over NFL Red Zone style and give you the play-by-play here, it's Chris Timmons. He is two for three in this ballgame with a couple of singles and a run. Hits it on the ground to the shortstop. Burris up with it, and he's going to have no play at first base, so scored an infield single for Chris Timmons. And it's runners at the corners with one out. Again, we're in the bottom of the fifth here at Bottenfield. Nine to two is the score. Campus leads Plumbers. Campus is batting. If they are able to send three runners across the plate, then this one will end in a 12-2 final via the run rule. So heading to the plate now is George Rouse. Rouse is officially 0 for 1 in this ball game. Did score a couple runs. And on the mound for the Plumbers is Trayvon Fonville, he is the second pitcher that they've used tonight. Their starter, Joe Colbrook, was chased after just an inning and a third. The 1-0 is hit up the middle, base hit, and that's going to play to run. Frederick's coming in to score. Here's Coleman. He will score, and it's a two-RBI double for George Rouse. So it's 11-2 with one out here in the bottom of the fifth, and Campus is knocking on the door of winning this ballgame by a run rule situation. If they plate one more, this ballgame will be in the books. Here's Tristan Wynn at the plate. First pitch fouled out of play. Eleven to two your score, bottom of the fifth here at Bottenfield. In case you're tuning in, wondering where the Yankee Ridge guys went, they're still alive and well. We're just doing this NFL red zone style tonight with two simultaneous Little League broadcasts. Pitch inside, evens the count up. Throw down to third is going to be for Nod as Rouse scampers back to second base. Eleven to two, bottom of the fifth. Campus plates one more run. This ball game is over. Here is the one-one to win. Swing and a miss. Strike two. Oh, two count. I beg your pardon. A one and two count. Eleven to two. Bottom of the fifth. Campus leads this ball game here at Bottenfield. The pitch in the dirt low. Rouse out there at second, dancing between second and third, but he'll ultimately get back to second base. Again, he is your winning run. If he crosses home plate, it'll be a 12-2 run rule ball game. That one is hitting the gap between the first and second baseman. Rounding third and heading home is George Rouse. And that should do it. Yep, the umpire is signaling this one is in the books. A run rule victory tonight for Campus Sportswear, 12-2. They beat Plumbers and Pipe Fitters in five innings here at Botten Field. We will send it back over now to the guys at Yankee Ridge, Michael and Will. Thanks, Tim. Uh, so NFL red zone action, a lot of fun tonight. Uh, sorry I couldn't bring games that were closer. Uh, still a unique thing, first time we've done something like this. So great stuff over there, Tim, at Bottenfield Elementary School. The Green Monster, 
the side of the green monster over there. This game right now, ground ball, gets past the pitcher, gets past the second baseman, one run is going to score. And looks like two runs are going to score. Here's the throw home, and it will not be in time. Two-run score on the hit by Jaden Smith, his first at bat of the game. One feature that uh, both these ballparks uh, share in common is they're both uh, located next to elementary school. So we got Yankee Ridge uh, just past center field here, and uh, Tim was over at Bottenfield, where there's a farm field right behind that monster that, uh, was, that you just mentioned there, Michael. I got uh, a couple of fields over there. We've got a we got a farm field down or past right field as well. Got some little guys over there. Swing and a miss from Cannon. Cannon Urino is first at bat of the game. He's brought in just a little bit ago for Bacon. Urino's got the red batting gloves with the electric orange bat. Swing and the miss there. So two more runs have scored. You got runners at first and second. With Garrett Daly on second base. And over at first base, Jaden Smith. Jaden Smith there. I think we've had three runs score here because Brando scored, and then we had two more after that, so we have three runs scored. So it's actually 15-2 to two right now. Meyer Cable get one more bat. Really need a big inning to keep this one going. Got to keep it under 10 runs. Bacon looking for their fifth win of the season. Well, on their way to doing so. And save at second base. Real close play there. The shortstop fielded deep in the hole and made a nice throw to second. Not sure. Couldn't quite get him there. Trying to see the shortstop is. They've changed. That's Cam Murphy who's playing shortstop. He was at third. A lot of defensive changes here that uh, we didn't get made aware of, but that's all right. Connor Urino over at third. Now we've got the leadoff hitter for Bacon Van Busker, Cam Murphy coming up to the plate. I'm sorry, I'm looking at the wrong lineup card here. That is not correct. Looking at Bacon's as far as the defensive lineup. Evan Prawl down at third base still, but at shortstop is Brylan Smart, who was catching. Ball's hit up the middle, and it gets past everyone in the center field. As it scores, two, both runners come across. No play at the plate there. Jaden Smith scores, so he had a... A two-run single, and he came around to score himself. Garrett Daly also scores after a walk. Yeah, timeout for a courtesy runner. So right now in this inning, the top of the fourth inning, Bacon and Van Buskirk has pushed across four more runs. Excuse me, five more runs. They lead 16-2. to two. Appears Jake Miller is running over there first. I believe he may have been the last recorded out. First pitch is a ball outside. Ollie Brando at the plate, the two-hitter for Bacon and Van Buskirk. He's had a great, great night on the mound. Brando puts that ball past the second baseman to right field. That'll score another runner for Bacon and Van Buskirk. Solid uh, single there in the right field, a well-struck ball that uh, 
travel on the ground, but it was a real tough play to, play to make for the second baseman. Trevor Schooner with a courtesy runner now down at third base. Brando with the hit there. He's batted twice in this inning now. Ashton Caffarelli at the plate. He's got a, a 30 on his helmet. He's got, he's got the numbers there. It looks like it's for uh, his travel team, the Dream. He's wearing that red helmet with the blue batting gloves and the black cleats. The wind up and the pitch, the ball high. The runners stay as stay where they are as the ball make goes to the backstop. Six runs across. It's now 18 to two. Bacon Van Buskirk, the Panda, the good luck Panda, working for Bacon once again. They won 15 to three on Monday night within the dugout. They decided to keep it. So with the Panda in the dugout, Bacon and Van Buskirk has now scored. 33 runs in the last two games. Bring Tim Dittman back in from Bottenfield Elementary School. Tim, your game's over, and this game probably will be soon with it being 18-2. to Yeah, it's been a fun night overall at the ballpark. This is a neat thing that we got to do tonight. Again, uh, Campus Sportswear beats Plumbers 12-2 to in, in five innings here. Ground ball to first base. And another run scores. The well-struck ball by Caffarelli there. Connected with that one it was, as it was a real tough play for the first baseman to make there. Caffarelli with two hits in this inning. So Brando down at second base, Caffarelli down at first. The first baseman, J.J. Schmidt, was unable to make a play at first, but he was able to keep the ball in the infield. The delivery and the pitch, ball outside. Now, Will, I'm going to uh, talk to you here for a moment. You've got a project at WPGU that you haven't talked about yet, Rolling Illini. When we have some downtime, I want you to tell the folks about that show. Oh, yes, I'd love to talk about that show. Um, I, I guess it's now the time. I think sure, we have some downtime. Yeah, yeah, go ahead. Uh, yeah, Rolling Illini is a program on WPGU 1071. We cover para-athletic sports. It's a show that I've been doing for two years now. I'm the producer for it. Um, this past year I did it alongside co-hosts Ryan Wilson and James Boyd, who are some of my best friends. Both of them graduated this year. Um, they're broadcast journalism majors, so they're, they're going on into their careers. But... One video that, we, that we're actually working on right now that I'm real excited should be coming out next week is we have a 360 VR video from our 10K. So for our listeners out there, as uh, we have a base hit lined out, out to the fence in left center. A triple there for Olsen. Leif Olsen just crushing that in the left center field gap on the fly. Bounced all the way to the wall, bringing in Ollie Brando and Ashton Caffarelli. Two more runs have scored. But in getting back to what I was talking about with the 10K uh, video, it's it, what, what happened was during the Illinois Marathon, um, the, t the Rolling Illini team, we, we ran the 10K together as a fundraiser that we have going on right now. We're, trying, we're attempting to raise money for both the Cerebral Palsy Foundation and Illini Media Company, um, both organizations are you know close to, close to us uh, something that we care about a lot but with the I'm really excited about the video I'm hoping to be able to finish it tomorrow and uh, 
So yeah, well, that program, uh, Rolling Alana, is scheduled once the school year begins again. It'll be uh, on WPGU at, uh, I believe, 7 o'clock is the time we've agreed upon right now. But if you want to follow up for further updates, make sure to like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter, at Rolling Illini. Um, in terms of the fundraiser that I mentioned as well, if anyone is feels charitable enough to donate at all, the the link to that is dailyillini.com forward slash rolling Illini. Um, if that link doesn't work for you, you can also easily find it on both our Facebook and Twitter pages. We'll take a timeout here. We've got a pitching change coming. Uh, get a break in here. It's a uh, 21 to 2 our score Bacon and Van Buskirk leading Meyer Cable stay with us this is Little League Baseball here on DWS Welcome back to Little League Baseball here on DWS Michael Kaiser Will Gerard Tim Dibbon with you Tim Dibbon at Bottenfield Elementary School NFL Red Zone style broadcast and his game is in and sticking with us for this game Take it away, Will. Oh, we got the delivery and the pitch. A ball inside. While we were uh, in a commercial break there, uh, you guys missed out on a single that was roped down the left field line by Kirksey. Well, actually, no, that wasn't Kirksey. I apologize. By Trevor Schoonover. Bounced, up, bounced straight up off of third base. Went right down the line. Hard hit ball. Now up to bat is the lefty Jake Miller, and the count is one and two. He's walked, struck out twice, and popped out the third back in the fourth. He took takes that one for a ball and make the count two and two. My, my score sheet is an absolute disaster. Trevor Schoonover is down at first base. He's the that one makes who had two the base us. hit. I was going to say, that makes two of us, Michael, because my score sheet's a mess, too. This uh, fourth inning has been uh, interesting in terms of keeping track of it. Brando has batted twice. Caparelli has batted twice. Leif Olsen has batted twice. Schoonover has batted twice, and as has Jake Miller. Where do we even start the inning here? Will, I forgot who let off the inning. Who let off the inning here? Oh, my goodness. We, got, we have Prawl on the mound now. There was a pitching change made. Um, let's see where we're at here. We got foul ball just past first base there. Just short of the first base bag. Oh, wow, wow. Okay, we Kind of an inappropriate joke there from the first base coach. We'll keep that off the air. He uh, commented after getting struck by the foul ball. CR Black, the home plate umpire, so we got to walk there. Asked him uh, if he's okay. The ball kind of tapped him, and um, made a joke that was interesting. But uh, it's all no harm, no foul there. <laughs> it's just kind of more entertaining of a joke than anything. But that's why we have the delay. <laughs> Actually, no. I'll say what he said. He said my wife hits me harder. <laughs> so <laughs> I think he looked at her as well. I don't know what she said. Oh, Garrett Daly smacks that ball to left field as it bounces toward the fence. Daly makes his way to second base for an easy stand-up double. Garrett Daly connected on that one and was able to turn on it, put one put one just out of the reach of the left fielder out there. An RBI double in his second at bat of the inning, of the fourth inning. 
Bodoni is back in left field. He was the pitcher that came in relief of Kirksey at the early on in the game. Kirksey was the starting pitcher for Meyer Capel. And Evan Prawl on the mound was the third baseman. The windup and the pitch, ball high. It's become a bit of a ghost town here at Bottenfield. Just a couple folks on the field uh, cleaning things up. And the fly out to the pitcher there will end the inning. After a long, long inning, we'll, we'll come back and count this up, make sure we get all this right. A lot of runs scored in that inning. It's 22-2, uh, to two, I believe, but I'll double-check that coming up break. You're listening to Little League Baseball here on DWS. Welcome back to Little League Baseball here on News Talk 1400 WDWS. Champaign-Urbana, Michael Kaiser alongside Will Gerard and Tim Dittman over at Bottenfield Elementary School. We're at Yankee Ridge Elementary School. Jeff Kaufman fields a really difficult inning for Meyer Capel there as Bacon and Van Buskirk really put up a huge, huge inning in that. A lot of guys came to bat as well, so we'll just count those up. As this game comes to a close here, Tim, would you like to tell our listeners out there how uh, your game concluded? I can do that for you. Campus sports any highlights? Any, well, uh, you know, I can give extended numbers once your guys' game wraps up. But basically, uh, it was all campus sports where they put up three runs in the first, five runs in the second. They put up one run in the fourth and three runs in the fifth to win uh, the ball game 12-2 to two run rule style in the fifth. Again, we play six in Little League, but if you're up by 10 after four, uh, they will call off the game. And they chase the starting pitcher. Uh, for the Plumbers, Colebrook, Joe Colebrook, after just an inning and a third. So really the campus bats uh, were on fire tonight. Now Plumbers looked like that they were going to mount a charge in the fourth. They got two runs across and then had the bases loaded, but were ultimately uh, unable to do more than just those two runs. And then beyond that, they really didn't have a whole lot to show for it as far as people on the base pass. They just had four hits. In fact, they were being no hit. Uh, through it looks like three plus, three and a third they were being no hit, uh, but it was an RBI double by Adam Skousen that broke up the no hitter. So basically uh, it, it was pretty much all campus tonight. In that fourth inning, uh, I'm, uh, these are the unofficial stats if you're scoring at home. 11 runs, eight hits, one error, two left on base, 16 Wow, that's some high heat and some gas there. Look at some dust in C.R. Blake's face, Black's face, excuse me. He got uh, he kind of moved out of the way himself there. Yeah, while we were uh, listening to Tim, uh, Jackson Coleman struck out for the first out of the inning. In the bottom of the fourth inning, it's 23-2. Four runs in the first for Bacon, six in the second, two in the third, 11 in the fourth, 16 batters. Two left on in that inning. Only two runs of the night for Meyer Capel were in the second inning. I've been doing these games now for seven years at, at the radio station, and it's very, very rare you see a team score 20-plus runs. Uh, maybe, this may be the second time that I've ever been on a broadcast that that's happened. Yeah, I, I don't know. I have not been a part of one of myself. I think I've been doing these games since uh, 2011, 2010 range, uh, you know, 
It's nice. It's pretty rare, but uh, Bacon and Van Buskirk has been on a roll this week. If you just joined us earlier this week, Bacon scored 15 on Monday night in a 15 to three win. Bacon getting hot at the right time, four and seven and two on the season, so under 500. But a huge win on Monday night, a big time win tonight. When this one wraps up, going into the playoffs, which start just 12 days from now. It's definitely all because of the panda, right, Michael? Yeah, I was going to mention that. Uh, it's got to be the panda. Again, if you're just joining us once again and you missed the panda story, I was getting the lineups for the game, and there's a panda, a giant stuffed panda, who was wearing a batting helmet, staring. Another some gas from the pitcher once again, throwing some heat for Bacon and Van Buskirk. Jaden Smith, fastball. Got to be, you know. Came in to close out the game here. Yeah, so the, it, there's run rules in baseball, as you've heard Tim mention about his game. The, the rules are, C.R. Black told us this a couple innings ago, it's 15 runs after three with a lead, 10 runs after four, and then eight after five. Swing and a miss. He struck him out. So we've had two strikeouts and a walk here in the fourth. Down to the final out is Meyer Cable. But Dodd's had the Panda, who's down the first baseline with a batting helmet next to the dugout right now as we're looking at us. We've actually seen a few players um, like take a seat on the Panda, just just big enough that you can kind of rest on it. I, I saw a parent come over and take a picture earlier. So maybe some good luck. So, and Michael, have you been on Panda Watch tonight? Panda Watch. That's a great reference, Tim. I love you. That's a fantastic reference. I hope, Will, you get that reference. Panda Watch? <laughs> I do not get that reference, no. You're, you're, I feel Your dad has young. failed you. W what am I missing? Anchorman. Out on? Oh my, Anchorman. What? W what is that mentioned in Anchorman? Tim, I'll let you take care of this. The panda at the zoo. It's oh, the, it's the uh, <laughs> the pregnant the, panda. Uh, the the uh, climax of the movie. <laughs> I think I've only seen the movie once. If That's I'm going to be honest with you. Disappointing. Go home and watch tonight. That is your assignment. If you ever want to be on our airwaves again, you have to watch Anchorman a second time thoroughly. Uninterrupted. <laughs> Some sad news report from Major League Baseball. Uh, All-time Cardinal great Red Shandies has passed away uh, today at the age of 91. I think I saw just a few moments ago. Uh, Long-time member of the Cardinals organization. 95, excuse me. Known as Mr. Cardinal. Strike two down the final strike. Uh, he was still going to spring training as much as he could here in the, in the past few years. And as a lot of Cardinal Hall of Famers do, but some sad news from Major League Baseball. Red Chaney's gone at the age of 95. Ball outside, another walk, so they stay alive, does Meyer Capel. We're in the bottom of the fourth inning, 23-2 to our score. Bacon and Van Buskirk for Meyer Capel. But Meyer Capel will run it down at second, runs it first and second, not going down without a fight, which is exactly what you expect. Oh, yes, for sure. I, I'm, I'm You know... It's uh, this team has been competing the entire game, and really that's that's admirable for for the way the score has been. We got hit by a pitch here. Bases are going to be loaded, so Evan Prawl jogs on down to first base. Doesn't look like got him too bad, so he's all right. Sun is uh, coming down a little bit here. I can see why they've had to call a few games with the tree line out there in left field. Yeah, I, can yeah, I, I was squinting. just about to chime in. This is probably one of the longer games we've done this year. You guys are going to approach two hours. Yeah, they got, last time we were here, uh, Allie and I were here uh, just a couple of weeks ago. That was back on uh, the 21st of May. Uh, it was about this time when they ended the game after five due to due to darkness. And it was about the same level of the sun. And they did not. Well, they'll, they'll finish this inning 
even if it was a close game, they would not go to another inning most likely due to the Sun. But it's 23-2, to uh, so there will be a run rule here unless Meyer Cable can mount at a furious rally. Bases are loaded, though. Jaden Smith on the mound here. Come set the pitch. It's a strike. Swing and a miss. Teo Cirillo, the right fielder, the single in the second, struck out in the third. An opportunity here with two outs. Another guy with no batting gloves. Here Smith brings it home, a low and outside. Now coming from a guy who always would play golf without a glove, I can respect no batting gloves. Oh, me too, for sure. I, I didn't really wear batting gloves when I played back in the day. It's just, Not until know. I got older, at least. Here we go. Pitch inside. It ball just looks forward. tough when you don't have batting gloves on. Exactly. Walks in a run. Teo Cirillo jogs on down to first base with another walk. It's the third walk of the inning, and it's 23-3 to here in the bottom of the fourth inning. Without the batting gloves, you really don't get with, – with the batting gloves, you don't really get the chance to build up those calluses on your hands, you know? Got to have the calluses. When you're gripping the bat. There's a strike. A strike from Jaden Smith. J.J. Schmidt, the first baseman, looking to try to keep this game going. Bases are still loaded. Jaden Smith looks in. Ball behind his back. Comes set. Inside on, on the inside corner. Schmidt did not like that call. Look back at the umpire and look back at his coach. 0-2 the count. Will this be it? Jaden Smith comes set, brings it home. In the dirt, bounces in front of home plate, gets away from the catcher, but not far enough to bring the runner home. Not going to risk that with two outs. J.J. Smith, once again, the last hope for Meyer Capel. Here in the bottom of the fourth inning, I'm Michael Kaiser alongside Will Gerard and Tim Dittman over at Bottenfield Elementary School. Ball outside, gets away once again. The first baseman, Jake Miller for uh, Bacon, Ben Butzberg, Bacon and Van Busker is really doing a great job backing up the pitcher, uh, Jaden Smith, on these throws back at the catcher. Two balls, two strikes, two outs, bases loaded. Smith comes set, brings it home. In the dirt, just low. Good job by the catcher for Bacon. That movement we saw from Jake Miller is exactly what you want to see out of your first baseman when the pitcher is coming to cover the plate. Leif Olsen, the catcher. Waits for the pitch from Jaden Smith. Line to the first baseman. He drops it. Still the chance to step on the bag, and he does in time. Just ahead of J.J. Smith. He dropped the liner, kind of a soft liner, but he, he dropped it, but kept it near him, picked it up, stepped on the bag Great to retire to the side. composure there. Yeah, easily, especially at this age, you can when you maybe get frustrated, but he didn't get frustrated, ran over, picked it up, stepped on the back just ahead of J.J. Schmidt to end the inning in the threat, and the bases are left loaded. Three walks in the inning, one run, and that's going to do it for this game. Meyer Capel pushes across a third run here in the bottom of the fourth inning, but due to the run rule, they lose to Bacon and Van Buskirk 23-3. We'll take a timeout. We'll come back, recap Tim's game over at Botfield Elementary School and this game as well. You've been listening to Little League Baseball here on News Talk 1400 DWS. Stay with us. Welcome back to Little League Baseball here on News Talk 1400 DWS. Michael Kaiser, Will Gerard with you alongside Tim Dittman. Tim Dittman out of Bottenfield Elementary School where his game ended a little bit earlier than ours. This game a final from Yankee Ridge Elementary School at Jeff Kaufman Fields. 
23-3. Bacon and Van Buskirk with a win over Meyer Capel. Bacon advances to or improves to five and seven. Excuse me, five seven and two on the season. Meyer Capel drops to one and twelve. Bacon a staggering thirty eight runs this week in just two games, Monday night and then tonight, outscored their opponents thirty eight to six. And it's Panda watch the rest of the way for Bacon and Van Buskirk. Will the Panda carry them to a championship here in twenty eighteen in CU Kiwanis Little League Baseball? Getting hot at the right time, so they're under five hundred, but you score thirty six runs. And, uh, you know, 38 rounds, excuse me, in two games. You're really clicking at the right time. Tim, let's go over to you uh, for a wrap-up of your game, kind of break down what happened over there for us. Final stats. Yes, uh, final stats as I was uh, just off mic talking to one of the coaches for a moment. I beg your pardon on that. Campus Sportswear beats Plumbers and Pipe Fitters 12-2 to in five innings uh, via the run rule. Campus gets 12 runs on 10 hits. They strand seven. Plumbers and pipe fitters get two runs on four hits, and they left five runners on base. The win for campus goes to Julian Kendrick. He goes four innings, faces 16 batters, two runs, two hits, one walk, four strikeouts. The save goes to Chris Timmons. He had one inning of work, six batters face, no runs, two hits, two walks, two strikeouts. The loss goes to Joe Colbrook for the Plumbers. He goes just an inning and a third, faces 14 batters, gives up seven runs on three hits, eight walks, one strikeout. Coming in relief was Tra- Trayvon Fonville for the Plumbers. He goes three and two-thirds. He faces 18 batters, five runs, seven hits, Three walks, one strikeout. Batting-wise for both teams, for the Plumbers, Henry Burris goes one for three with a single. Avion Van goes 0 for two. Trayvon Fonville goes 0 for one. He did score a run. Joel Colebrook only had one plate appearance. He was hit by a pitch and then left this game with an injury. Adam Skousen had the nice night at the plate for the Plumbers. He went two for three with an RBI and a run. Toby Kreps goes 0 for two. Jamison Lowry goes one for two with a single. Gabe Daniel Daniels goes 0 for 2. Caleb Harrison goes 0 for 2. For campus, Chris Timmons with a nice night at the plate. 3 for 4, 3 singles and a couple of runs. George Rouse goes 1 for 2 with a single. He did score 3 runs as well. Tristan Wynn goes 2 for 4. He had a couple of singles and scored a run. Also had an RBI. Julian Kendrick goes 1 for 1 with a single. He also had 3 runs, scored 2 RBI, and also reached via a walk. So he reached all 3 times that he came to the plate tonight. Torian Fuller goes 0 for 1, but he did score a run. Jacob Dupre goes 1 for 1 with a 3 RBI double that really broke this one open. Jack Levitan goes 0 for 1. Henry Whirl goes 0 for 2. Vincent Fredericks goes 1 for 3 with a single. And Douglas Coleman with a nice night. He goes 3 for 3. He had a couple singles. I beg your pardon. He goes 2 for 2. Uh, a couple of singles, two runs, and he also reached via a walk as well. So, again, the final campus beats Plumbers 12-2 to in five innings here at Bottenfield. Michael? Thanks, Tim. Let's break down uh, the lineup uh, for uh, Bacon and Van Buskirk and Meyer Capel. Meyer Capel again loses this one 23-3. First on the mound for uh, Meyer Capel, Evan Kirksey got the loss with one and two-thirds innings. Uh, ten hits, ten runs, ten of those earned, three walks and two strikes out, strikeouts. His uh, counter uh, made a brand uh, – Ollie Brando got the win tonight. Three innings pitched, three hits, two runs, both earned, two walks, four strikeouts, and two hit-by-pitches. So a uh, really great night on the mound for Ollie Brando. Uh, Myra Capel at the plate. Uh, Brylin Smart uh, did only 
didn't only did not get on base. He was 0 for 3. Evan Kirksey was 0 for 1 with a walk. Evan Prawl was 1 for 1 for 2 with a with a hit by pitch. Uh, Teo Cirillo was 1 for 1 with a walk. 1 for 2 with a walk and a strikeout. Excuse me. JJ Schmidt had an RBI double in the second inning and walked in the third and was got out one unassisted to end the game. Here in the fourth inning, Matthew Badoni uh, got got hit by a pitch and struck out. So in his two plate appearances, only 0 for 1. Ethan Murphy was a walk and a strikeout. Jackson Coleman a hit by a pitch and a strikeout. And then Josh Krebs struck out in the second and walked in the fourth. So just 0 for 1. For Bacon and Van Buskirk, Will, a little bit more complicated here to try to break that down with their 23 runs. Cam Murphy, who started at third base tonight for Bacon, had a single in the first, a walk, a strikeout and a walk in the second a line out to third and scored a run in the fourth. Ollie Brando had a walk and a run scored in the first, a fly out to center in the second, and then a walk in the second inning. And then in the fourth inning, he got a walk and a base hit, scored a run. Ashton Caffarelli had a two-run single and a stolen base and a run scored in the first, a single and a run scored in the second, was and, and then grounded out. Uh, a single and a run scored and then grounded out to, to, to the pitcher in the second inning. Then in the fourth inning, had two singles, so two for two in the fourth inning for Ashton Caffarelli. Leif Olsen struck out in the first, a single and a run scored in the second, hit by pitch and a run scored in the third, struck out in the fourth, and also in the fourth inning had a two-run triple, so Leif Olsen closed the game strong. That was by far the hardest hit I think we saw of the night there. That one went all the way to the fence and left center gap. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely crushed that pitch. Trevor Schoonover, an RBI double and a run scored in the first, an RBI a run and a walk in the second, flew out, popped out to short in the in the third, and a walk in the fourth, and an RBI single in the fourth. Again, very active in the fourth inning for most of the Bacon lineup. Jake Miller struck out in the first, had a walk in the run scored in the second, struck out in the third, and popped out the third in the fourth inning. Also had another batter reached the third base there in the fourth. And then Garrett Daly had a big-time night, an RBI single in the first, an RBI single and a run scored in the second, a walk and a run scored in the third, a walk and a run scored in the fourth, and an RBI double in the fourth as well. So he went three for three with two rocks and three runs scored. There's your player of the game, Garrett Daly for Bacon and Van Buskirk. And then Evan Percy in three at-bats, a single in the first, a two-run single and a run scored in the second, an infield hit and a walk, an infield hit, uh, there, there in the in the third inning, and then Dylan Keene, uh, ground to the pitcher in the first, a two-run triple in the second, an infield single there in the third inning to finish his game because Jaden Smith replaced him in the fourth with a two-run single and a run scored, and then a pop out to the pitcher, and then uh, Connor Urino got on base as well in the fourth inning and his only at bat. So uh, a lot of active action there. Will and Tim there for Bacon and Van Buskirk. Uh, my score sheet is by far not anywhere close to uh, the official score sheet. I think you're the real MVP tonight for keeping up with, <laughs> the, with what's going on. I, I tried, and then, and it's, then it's, it's, the score sheet looks super messy, guys. Well, it, it is, and it's uh, you know it's and they cut and then Meyer made some changes defensively late in the game they weren't aware of, so it made things a little more difficult. But uh, so a lot of fun, Tim, uh, despite. Uh, despite the, the outcomes of these two games tonight, but still a lot of fun to, just to be at two different sites. Yeah, you know, this is the first time we've done this before. Uh, it, it just kind of worked out on the schedule where tonight there was two Little League games on the schedule, one in Urbana, one in Champaign, both at the same time. And I thought, you know, why not give the youngsters double the exposure? And so, uh, you know, I hope everyone out there enjoyed it. The podcast will be up soon uh, for you to listen to, which will uh, include updates from both games, pretty much everything in its raw form as it went over the air. 
And uh, from here, we've got playoffs coming up in less than two weeks. So should be a fun, uh, fun time. Well, let's break that down. We'll take one more break here, come back, let you know what our next broadcast is. When the playoffs get underway, it's June, and that means one thing. It's nearly championship time for CU Kiwanis Little League Baseball. Stay with us here on DWS. Where will we be without Tamara McDaniel, our executive producer, spinning the tunes tonight for us back at the News Gazette Media Center in downtown Champaign. Michael Kaiser, Will Gerard, with you from Yankee Ridge Elementary School, the property of Yankee Ridge anyway. Jeff Kaufman Fields, Tim Dimon over at Botfield Elementary School with the Green Monster in right field. Tim, uh, just uh, again, we're just once again a, a unique night for us. We've never done something like this before, uh, kind of an NFL red zone style, a lot of fun. And just as uh, you mentioned before, the schedule worked out for us. and uh, But things are winding down this season. Yep, things winding down. We haven't had a, a chance to get a ton of games in, as you mentioned, right off the top due to weather. But it's been a fun little league season. We've had some good games. You know, we've done some, uh, I don't know if gimmicks are the right word, but, you know, we did this thing here tonight where we did two games at once. We've done some three-man booths uh, like we're doing tonight. Uh, so, you know, we're just trying to spice these broadcasts up. Like you said, it's the 20th year that we've been doing these games and, you know, trying to make them interesting and trying to give the kids uh, as much of a spotlight uh, as they can. Uh, so once again, the final here from uh, Bottenfield, Campus Sportswear beats Plumbers and Pipe Fitters 12-2 to in five innings, and uh, that is pretty much going to do it for me, Michael. I will send it back to you and Will to wrap things up. All right, Tim, thanks so much. We'll see you tomorrow. Very good. That is Tim Dittman over at Bottenfield Elementary School, and it's it's been a disappointing season for us from a broadcast perspective in terms of having the ability to be on the air, as, as we've alluded to several times, Tim just alluded to. This is We've only had one complete full six-inning game the entire season to this point. Now, granted, a couple weeks ago when I was here on May 21st, they played five innings due to darkness. Uh, then we had a two-inning game on May 9th. That was due to a lightning. We had the games on May 16th, a doubleheader that night at Zon Park, celebrating the 20th anniversary of lights there. It was in the 30s, the temperature was, the air temperature, not the wind chill. The wind chill was way below that. It was a really windy, cold day, so those games were canceled. Then the next broadcast was rained out. Then I mentioned the tuning game on May 9th. That was due to lightning. The only full game was on May 16th. Uh, Tim Dimon and Allie Adams had that game. And then two weeks ago, May 21st, was five innings. Then the next game last week on May 30th, last Wednesday, a week ago tonight, that game was rained out. So we had two games tonight, and both of them were – run rule games, so they would have been full games potentially, but you never know to darkness. So we've only had one full six-inning game here in 2018. That's going to change when we get to the playoffs in a couple of weeks, and the playoffs are on uh, June 18th, the first round. It's our next broadcast here on DWS. It's a shame we couldn't see a closer game, but at the same time, I'd imagine once the playoffs are all around here, there's going to be some good baseball being played. Yeah, there usually is. Things really start to rack up, uh, but Bacon and Van Buskirk is on fire right now. 15 runs. Uh, Panda Watch here in 2018. 15 runs on Monday night and a 15-3 win over Dodds. And the first night the panda was in the dugout, apparently, is what I was told. A stuffed animal panda, if you're just joining us. I'm wondering why we're talking about pandas on Little League Baseball. And tonight, 23 runs and win 23 to 3. So they've outscored, they've won 38 to 6, the total uh, score the last two nights with the panda in the dugout. The panda will be there until bacon season comes in, whether that's in the playoffs with a loss or with winning the CU Kiwanis Little League Championship. The championship course is on Wednesday night, June 27th, 
We'll have all those games for you. The playoffs in the first round on the 18th, the quarterfinals on the 20th, and the semifinals on the 25th. That'll be a doubleheader for a doubleheader for us at Zon Park. And on the 27th, a third place in championship game also at Zon Park. And uh, it's going to be interesting down the stretch. When getting hot at the right time, that's what Bacon needs to do, and that's what Bacon is doing. They're 5-7 and seven with two ties on the season. Uh, but when you're playing this well, it's baseball. You know baseball pretty well. Uh, it's all about how you're playing with your offense and your pitching. It doesn't really matter what your record is at that time. Yeah, I thought they really showed the ability to, that they can do it all. I mean, they were able to uh, hit the ball well. I mean, they the defense uh, they t- took care of business. Um, they really didn't allow too many base runners. So, I mean, all in all, it was a strong performance for Bacon, and I'm sure they're feeling good head of the playoffs. I mean, just like most of our listeners out there, I'm real excited to see how it plays out. I know those games over at Zona under the lights are real special, so it'll be a cool experience well, for those kids. I want to get one final Cardinals note in just because Will Gerard is a Cubs fan along with his dad. The Cardinals in 2006 were 83-78 and 78 regular season record. Just an abysmal September performance by the Cardinals. They just barely stuck in the playoffs and won the World Series. And, they only, and you're wondering why they play 161 games, whether it was a rain out of the game, didn't matter. So you could have a bad record, an under 500 record, which the Cardinals did not, and still win it all. And Bacon is trying to do that. We'll see what happens here in the next few weeks. And we'll have it all for you once again right here on DWS. So thanks to Tamara and McDaniel back at the News Gazette Media Center in downtown Champaign. Thanks to Tim Dittman, the brainchild of this NFL Red Zone style broadcast. And his idea sent it to us over the weekend. And Scott Beatty, who you know organizes all this, and I were like, sure, let's go ahead and do it. Will? Will Gerard, thanks for joining us. We really appreciate it tonight. Thanks for having me. It was a pleasure. I really enjoyed uh, calling some uh, Little League baseball over here in Urbana at Yankee Ridge. It yeah. was a beautiful night. It was a lot of fun, uh, you know, getting to talk to both you and Tim. Yep, and uh, thanks to all you for listening out there, especially we know one listener for sure uh, that we can name. Uh, there are plenty of other listeners, but uh, Don Gerard, Will's dad, was listening as well. So we appreciate everybody listening out there tonight, whether on the radio or online at WDWS.com. As Tim mentioned a little while ago, this will be at WDWS.com, the podcast in its entirety uh, from uh, the, from both games. Reports from both games will be at our website. So stay tuned for that later on this evening. Again, thanks to Tim. Thanks to Tamara. Thanks to Will. I'm Michael Kaiser. Have a great night, everybody. Until next time, enjoy the rest of your week. Little League Baseball on Newstalk 1400 DWS has been brought to you by our DWS prep partners, American Family Insurance Agent Perry Ford in Champaign. Your dream is out there. Go get it. American Family Agent Perry Ford will protect it. And by ABC Heating and Air, where it's as easy as ABC to always be comfortable. Little League Baseball on Newstalk 1400 was also brought to you by Bacon and Van Busker Glass, Coach House Garages, First Federal Savings Bank, Harriet's Rents, Tents, and Events, and by Reynolds Towing. A podcast of tonight's game will soon be available at our website, WDWS.com. Your home for the best in local sports coverage is News Talk 1400, WDWS, Champaign-Urbana, a News Gazette media station.